We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. Nick. Yankees are playing. Like, that's... So, we are recording this. It is 548 Sunday. We are mere minutes away from a Grand Slam that just happened. I think you called me on Skype as the ball was landing in the seats about. So, here's... I don't know if this is better or worse. When we're in a situation like that... I switch. I watch the Rockies broadcast just to hear some excitement, to hear like something to believe in. <laughs> that, that's some sad shit. <laughs> yeah. It's like, like, I don't know. The Yankees broadcast isn't great. Like when Michael K is not there, like something's, you know, missing. There's not much to be excited about. Like our runs are on the Rockies playing like a little league team um, and throwing the ball all over the place. So I was like, let me let me see what these guys have to say, because I, I rarely want to hear other broadcasts. So I'm only going to want to hear it when they have a shot to hit a grand slam. And right away, they're like, you know, he hit a ball, the, the warning track in center field on Friday. So, it, you know, it's an interesting move here. And then, boom, grand slam center field. Really, really hard to watch. We talk a lot about how the Yankees affect my mood and kind of my life. How is this? Affecting you, it's got to be affecting your mood a little bit. Like, you're definitely more irritable and stuff, right? Have to be. Yeah, I mean, well, no, like, I don't, um, outside of Yankee discussion, I've gotten really good at compartmentalizing it. Really? I don't, okay. I don't, I don't, like, take it out on my kids. Um, but, yeah, no, it's just, like, it sucks. It's, like, come back and watch again tomorrow. Like, you know, it, it's just tough to be like, all right, I wasted my Sunday, especially when it's, you know, a weird time, like a three o'clock game. It, you know, it's just tough to get excited about anything with this team. You know, we had tweeted and, you know, based on, I think you said they had to, you know, you're going to need 88 wins to make the playoffs. 
said, well, they got to go 39 and 32. Now they got to go 38 and 30, which like it just gets tougher and tougher to see. And when you're throwing away these games against a team like the Rockies, like this is a triple A team with Chris Bryant. Yeah, no, it's, it's really depressing. These are the games that you're supposed to win. And, and today really felt like a turning point. I mean, it we lost, you know, we lost that bet series to the Cubs, which is a bad team. But it was like, all right, we come out of the break. Let's win a series. We have the what is it? What are they? The second worst team in baseball after the athletics They're the worst team in the National League. Like this is a great get right spot. You, you can't there, there's no spin zone after losing a series to a team full of minor league players. Every starter the Yankees faced this series had an ERA that started with a six. And they barely and they scored what they've scored nine runs the entire weekend in the altitude. It's truly embarrassing. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's like. No offense, no real hope in an offense. You look and, you know, to a certain extent. Maybe this is maybe I'm being really nitpicky here. We're the New York Yankees. Peraza can't be on a private jet out of Scranton Airport. You know, like, give us a little excitement, find a spot for him in the field today, like, get him there. You know, this was doable. Where You're a $6 billion organization. There's a plane somewhere. Um, There's just, like, there is no, it's as if they feel no pressure. They don't feel the walls closing in. The things that we're hearing, you know, in the all-star break, oh, the Yankees are, and it, it's only because, like, Buster says it like, oh, the Yankees are probably in the best position to get Otani. What? Like, we're, we're going to go out and we're going to get every best player. And then Cashman gets in front of the press and he just goes, yeah, I mean, we're always looking at pitching. We're always going to look for more pitching. And, you know, if we could get more consistency out of left field, like maybe. And I mean, that's it. There's no there's no big boom coming. No, and, and the comments aren't the reason that they're not succeeding, but it, it doesn't help. It's just adding insult to injury. And and you talked about Cashman's comments, but you know Boone's going to get up there and say, well, I thought we swung the bats well. I thought we had some good pitching. You know, that's a good team over there, despite the fact that the Rockies have, what, 25 wins. He'll probably reference the the ground ball single to third that, that was kind of lucky for the Rockies. And he'll have a rosy outlook and say we're a championship caliber team. And it's like at, at some point even he has to – Stop believing that. And it's not the reason they're losing, but it, it doesn't make it better. Like, stop talking like a fucking idiot. Are we back in this game? I'm blacked oh. out right now, Loke, even though I'm not in the area. So I'm watching on the, like, game day. Five five to four. Uh, Glaber okay. hit, uh, which should have been a fairly routine ground ball. They threw it away. He's on second. No outs. Five, four game. That's okay. weird that you're blacked out, dude. Th- it's because I'm I think it's because I'm close enough, I guess, to the New York. Like I'm 20 minutes away from the border of the yeah. market lines. But like my living room, MLB TV is works fine in my office. It says I'm blacked out. I have no idea why. But this is nostalgic for me because before before they came out with like the MLB package, which came out in like 2004, me and my dad used to just sit in front of the computer, sometimes watching like the game day, like ball in play out recorded. So now I'm doing that again. <laughs> there we go. We're back at it. Um, as an aside, 
let's say, you know, you make it to the big leagues, right? You know, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, if it was you, you want to be a Yankee. If it's me, I want to be a Yankee. You want to be a Yankee your whole career, probably not going to happen. You know, it's a business. Denver looks like such a wonderful place. Like it always looks sunny. I've been to Denver. It's a it's a very nice city. Yeah, you get the early in the season, like it's snowing games. That kind of adds some charm to your season. Doesn't matter. Like it looks like a nice place to play. There's not a lot of um, pressure. The you know the weather is pretty nice throughout the summer there. It seems like a fun place to be. Oh, yeah, it looks awesome. And they kept showing, I guess, the upper deck in right field. It just looks like there's like 30 bars up there. It's like a, that entire floor yeah. level is just like a bar. It looks looks awesome. You get the um the pine trees or whatever they're called in center field. Like the NL West has the best stadiums. You have San Francisco, beautiful. Petco's beautiful in San Diego. Then you have Coors Field. No, I would I would definitely like to check this place out at some point. I like like I get um like I get Giambi siding there all those years and like just hoping like because it's a good place to get showcased for a trade. Like hey, your numbers are going to be good. They're trying to trade Kron before the deadline and now he just hits a grand slam against the Yankees. Like great value values up. Although pitchers, you know, you, you wouldn't want to play there if you're a pitcher. All right, so where are you? I'm two and zero. Oh. I'm two and zero. Oh. I just saw ball. Um. Uh, to Rizzo? Yeah. Well, uh, I just yeah. see it. I'm okay. one to know. Okay. All right. Wow. I'm ahead of game. So game day is oh, ahead of Oh, it turns out. Yeah. I just wasn't. Um, I don't know. I just hit fast forward. And no, I just got ball two. All right. Three and oh. This is great, great content right here. <laughs> you're yeah. hearing the play-by-play for a game that will now have already happened when you're listening to this. I mean, this is really going to, like, we joke about this, but this is really going to influence the mood of the podcast, whether they win or lose this game. Like, we could be singing a whole different song if... This, you know. I mean, this influences the mood of life. <laughs> oh, God damn it! I did that fucking stupid thing where I hit the button to try to see if I was at the whole, you know, at live, and now it started again. MLB TV, I fucking hate you. So, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we got through... The all-star break. I mean, Cole looked good. Cole looked great today. Um, most 10 strikeout games for a Yankee did it in 95 games. No one else in the top five did it in under 145. Great stats that don't matter. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Like, just do not imagine telling, like, guys in, like, the 50s, like, oh, well, that's the most 10 strike. Who gives a fuck, man? Win a World Series. And we've wasted so many of those starts. Okay, so Rizzo will walk. Sorry if I ruined that for you. Am I ahead of you? Yeah, you're ahead of me, but that's okay. fine. Okay. Because uh, I forgot that you can't see this. Like, um, DJ LeMay, who's pretty much like standing behind the umpire. Like, that's his on deck circle. Okay. Like, he's like, he on the screen as I'm watching these pitches. He's almost <laughs> in the other batter's box. Yeah. We're wasting so, a lot of these cold starts. That's the issue. Like again, if they lose today, that's a that's another cold start. It's a wasted cold start. You know, he had one one bad pitch, and the only way we can get any offense going is on errors. Like because same thing happened here. It's the only reason we have the fourth run is Lily errors. Now there are there is you know a certain amount to like when you're playing these bad teams, like just get the ball and play. Like make them make a play. It goes back to like the same shit that we'd hear in Little League. Like yes. make them make a play. You you're never gonna reach on a strikeout. I mean, I guess you can drop third strike, but you're far more likely. Oh, Peraza's in to run. Yeah. 
that. <laughs> he got there in time to pinch run in the ninth. Probably fucking hurt his ankle again. Um, so I think like one of the things though in this series is, you know, when you're playing a bad team, like I said, put the balls in play, but we've come out more aggressive than I would have expected within like the beginning of the Sean Casey regime. I thought it would be taking more pitches, seeing more of what the, you know, the other team has to offer working counts, showing, you know, your veteran presence, especially against a, a younger team. But they've just been out like swinging at everything. Do you think they're just anxious or do you think the team like Cashman, obviously everything comes from Cashman, directed them to change their approach? No, I mean, I think I think Sean Casey hasn't had like time to make like a real impact yet. If we're being realistic, like, yeah, you know, he gets hired over the all star break. So that he's got like a couple days to like watch film and shit and wrap up like he does a podcast. So he's, you know, doing an episode about that and some press about his mustache and, you know, all the things that don't matter. And, and there is a there is a bit of like, I don't know where you live, but like you should be wherever Aaron Boone is like because if you go to also break in a fourth place, you don't get a long weekend in my mind. You don't no. get this time off. You need to be figuring something out. All right, we got an intentional walk here. Bases loaded, one out. Who's who's coming up? Who's after DJ? Oh wow. Harrison Bader. Hey, good spot for the for Bader. Um also, did you see from Boone's thing with um John Boy and Jimmy this week? Like he's doing media in bed. He's yeah, literally that was embarrassing. in his bed. Like Was he sick? He kept coughing. I I have no idea, but there is a like I mean, I get it, you're a cool West Coast guy, but with the New York Yankees, your major league manager, like there's there's not a team where I'd be like, no, that's cool that they're that he's doing that. No, and it, it's very again, it it doesn't affect the the games, but it's very symbolic of their fucking lackadaisical, lackluster organizational attitude. Sitting in bed during the All Star break, it's all good. I'm chilling. To a certain extent, Glaber doesn't leg out a ball, you know, the first base. Were you you gonna pull him? Dude, you do your job in bed. Oh, wait, sorry. We have in-play runs. I don't know what happened. All right. But I'm getting in-play oh, runs. It, uh, it looks like it's a sack fly. Okay. Okay. Tie game. This is great content, man. This is Tie game. Yeah. And then the uh, the trail runner just got in a third. Okay. All right. We got some new life. And plus, we've got the fucking goat coming up right now. IKF. Dude, great. Honestly, like it was really heartwarming to see his his little league triple. It just yeah. reminded me of the hit I would get when I was 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, you're, that's also you're the perfect guy to to do that. Yeah. And Friday night, I'll be honest, I, I was very frustrated with Rodon. But there was the there was that line drive to left that IKF misplayed and it, it turned into a double. And they were like, oh, 70 percent catch probability. And I'll be honest, I was like, I don't know if I should be angry at IKF for not catching a ball that had a high catch probability or be mad at Cashman for not having a left fielder on the roster. Like, it's not even his fault that he should be out there. You know what I mean? Like, that was a conundrum for me. Yeah. Um. Oh, I think he's – they're reviewing this. I think he's out. He looked out live. Wait, at the plate? No, 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 at third. So we would end oh, the inning. But we would still get the run. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. So here's – you know, obviously we'd like more out of the outfield. Our outfield today is two infielders and Harrison Bader. 
Like that's, <laughs> you know, Cabrera yeah. is traditionally. Yeah. Estevan Florial is batting 290 with 21 home runs in AAA. It has not worked out for him in the major leagues. He's a 185 hitter. He's only had 54 at bats with, you know, 10 hits, one home run. But how does, and I get that he doesn't have options. So, like, if you call him up and you want to get rid of him, you got to get rid of him. But why not now, before the deadline, where he's going to be a free agent after the year anyway, you have no offense going right now. You're playing infielders in the outfield. You know, he's a, a lefty bat. It's Yankee Stadium we're talking about. He's hitting closer to 300 than anybody on the Yankees. Plus why defender. Get, yeah, plus defender. Why is this guy not getting a shot 25 years old? And and when you say a shot, give him like five or six games in a row. I feel like him specifically, every single time that he's come up, it's been just pinch hitting or he plays one game and then sits for three. He's never gotten a week straight of playing time ever. Exactly. You give him give him a week, let him go out there and play left field every day or or right field. You know Judge isn't going to be back for the next week because he's more comfortable in right field. Put him in right field for the fucking week. When you want to give Bader a day off, either you move Florial to center field if you feel like you want to, you put IKF out there, whatever. But Stanton can, you know, if Stanton needs to get a day in the field and play right field, then you can move Florial over. Like, he's still young enough to make the adjustments. But, like, I got, I get the whole Peraza thing. I get it. Oh, we got guys, like, in the way, even though, you know, you could debate should we just cut Donaldson or not. Um, But, like, you got a guy batting 290 with 21 home runs. I, I agree with you 100%. And especially, you have reason to question this, Jack, because they've they've whittled so many prospects into the ground. We always talk about Andujar and Clint and how they just bounced them back and forth, never gave them consistent real playing time, and then their value went down to nothing. And, and they literally walked away with nothing. And that looks like how it's tracking for Florial. I mean, I see the story ending with him getting – DFA'd or put on waivers or traded for a bag of baseballs. Well, he's already like, like we already let him go and he yes. came back on a minor league deal. Yes. So like now if you're batting 290 and he's a career 270 like minor league hitter, you're going to get a shot somewhere next year, like a real shot. Oh, definitely. And it was it was hilarious and sad when you mentioned that we have Bader and two infielders and it was infuriating. So Cashman was on, I guess, an MLB network radio today, and he was talking about how he'd like to have a at a consistent offensive force in left field. And it's like, dude, why didn't you think about this in the offseason? Why? You know, we didn't have a left fielder in the winter when there were a bunch of free agents available. Like, why are you just thinking of this now? That was frustrating for me. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's the frustration that everyone's had is like you we everyone saw that this was the end result. Everyone saw that IKF was going to play significant time in the outfield. We never had like there was no left fielder. It's not like, oh, someone got hurt. And that's why we're in this situation. It was always going to be Cabrera IKF. And I think their thinking was. Between Cabrera and Hicks, one of them would be able to hit 240 and maybe hit 15 to I 20 forgot, home I runs. forgot about Hicks. Yeah. yeah. Also Hicks, who fucking sucked. Who, who's obvious that that wasn't going to happen. So that's very frustrating. And now when you see people like the Yankees are going to go get Bellinger, they're going to get Soto. If Cashman wasn't willing to sign Bellinger for straight cash in the offseason, why would he now all of a sudden be willing to pay the rest of his salary and give up prospects? Like it makes it makes no sense. You could have had him for straight cash. 
in the winter and you passed. And again, we're fourth place team. We're not a rental away from the World Series. We're not. But if you look at the recent history and I saw somebody tweet about this and it was interesting when the Yankees are most aggressive at the deadline, it's not when they're trying to win a championship. It's when they're trying to just make the playoffs and stay relevant. Like 2021, they were around close to 500 at the deadline. That's when they went out and got Gallo and Rizzo. Yeah. But then then you look at like 2019 when they had a great team and they they did nothing because they knew they were already going to win the division and make the playoffs. So that that's the only thing that I guess gives me a little bit of deadline hope is if let's say they lose, you know, a couple of more like let's say they're 52 and 51 on deadline day and and they start to get nervous that they're not going to sell out the rest of the games and fall into irrelevancy. Maybe that sparks them to make a big move. But the Otani stuff is just nonsense. Yeah, I mean. Otani is a difference maker for a lot of teams. I mean, he's a difference maker for any team that he's on. But what it'll take to get him, I don't know that we even have. Like, you're really talking about Dominguez, Wells, Peraza, Glaber. And again, with a, what, a 95% chance that he won't re-sign, you're getting him for two months. At least if you sell the farm for Soto, he can play left field. Yep. You get him for, you get him for two pennant runs. And maybe if you sack up, you can re-sign him. Like, I think Soto is a guy that would actually like to play in the Bronx. Everything we know about Otani, everything says that he would have no interest in playing here. And it, it's so easy to bag on Cashman. I can't even blame him for not wanting to sell the farm for, for two months of a guy. Yeah, that... My issue is not with, like, not going and getting Otani or, like, you know, I did have issue with the fact that when Otani became available years ago, if you're the general manager of the Yankees, I don't care what the guy wants. You have to be able to get a meeting, at least a meeting. You have to, like, if you don't have the relationships with the agents to even say, like, and I get it because there wasn't like a salary to negotiate, but like you've got to have something to to get you in the room to have the conversation like that was embarrassing. And now, yeah, there's no sign that like the guy wants to be or maybe if you if you were to get him to New York and he goes off and the, the fans fucking love him and he's like, this is the most amazing experience I've ever had in my life. It's far more likely that if we were to even get him. That he comes in and, you know, we make the playoffs and he does some good stuff. But at the same time, he hears us booing Rizzo next, you know, or if Donaldson right, comes right, back. Right, right, and he's right. just like, why am I going to sign up for this shit? Yeah, no, I, I totally get it. And not to sound like a, obviously I would love to have Otani and not and I don't want to sound like an idiot, but he we need outfielders like we don't need more. DHs. Yes, he would help a lot. Yes, I would slot him in every day at DH, but they need like Juan Soto would just play the outfield every day. I, I just think we need to go more traditional. And if I was willing to sell the farm, I, I'll have it on record that I would rather have two years of Soto than basically two months of Otani. Yeah, no, I think that makes sense because then that at least keeps you and but that, it, you know, or would they actually do anything? It keeps you in the position to even if you don't win this year. To say, all right, well, we've got Judge Bader Soto in the outfield. We probably had to trade Glaber as a part of this. I don't know. Well, hopefully we did at least. Well, no, we probably had to trade Peraza. We'd have to trade Peraza. 
So he'd be gone. It would be Dominguez, Peraza, probably that Spencer Jones guy, the tall guy, and maybe that Roderick Arias. I think he's like 17 or 18, but he's gotcha. supposed to be yeah. pretty Yeah, let's too. get rid of him. Let's get rid of him. <laughs> well, don't let the hype. Like, yeah, I tweeted 17. this. Judge and Cano are the only two prospects they've developed in the last 25 years. Trade all, Phil uh, trade all of them. <laughs> he just like sneaks into that 100, 100 starts. How many home runs do we have? This series. So Stanton has two. Has anybody else homered in this Coors Field series? No, it's been like it's been such a boring Coors Field series. <laughs> like what? Because like I remember even when they started like interleague play, it was like, all right, well, we'll get to see some fucking home runs at Coors Field every every six years. But, yeah, no, it's been <laughs> extremely boring. If the Padres are sellers, then like, yeah, we've got to be aggressive. And by then you also just feel so stupid for not being aggressive a year ago. Exactly. And yet Soto was available. And that's a That's a thing that makes me pessimistic on Soto is it's hard to see the Padres who basically gave up their entire farm system for him a year ago and just went all in and have all these guys under contract for a while selling or, or waving the white flag in any way. Like everything that their GM, AJ Preller, has done has been buy now, win now, go for it. I just don't see it. I wonder. If let's say we had gotten Soto, I can't believe this game's in fucking extra innings. Yeah. <laughs> let's say we had gone out and gotten Soto. Do you think they could have in the negotiations, uh, you know, like maybe said to judge, like, we don't have 40 a year for you. Like, we just got Soto. We're getting Rodon. It's 37 a year. Well, that was my whole thing. I said, if you would have signed a younger star. Going in there, I think I named Soto, Corey Seager, and a couple other guys that were available. That would have given you more leverage with Judge. Even Machado a couple of years back. But since Cashman passed on every single one of those guys, he had zero leverage. Um, got in play outs. Did he move uh, yeah. the runner at least? God, uh, I just assumed IKF was going to hit the first ever. Uh... <sighs> Bader got thrown out at third? Yep. Dude, these guys yeah, he suck. Peraza got thrown out of third last inning. We have made we made the third out and now the first out back to back at third base, <laughs> which is the golden rule of baseball. You never make the first or third out at third base, especially when you're gifted the ghost runner. <laughs> it screams coaching, man, like they are clearly not coached on on base running at all. And like, it's such a simple thing that like you shouldn't even have to deal with um at this level at all but again like if you ask cash it's one of the most obvious things that could be fixed is like heads up base running being focused things like that and boone gets insulted if you ask like you 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 coach a team that leads the league and it's head up its ass and you are insulted when someone when anyone asks you about it I think, and that was two weeks ago with with John Boy. Like, when, I think Jake was like, "Well, Rizzo and Donaldson both got picked off at yeah. first, and they never steal, so like they're not doing anything." And and Boone gave that was when he gave the condescending, like, "Well, you don't know what they're thinking when you, you get to manage we, the team." Yeah, you don't know what we have up our sleeves. Like, no, dude, they're just a bunch of fucking idiots. Uh, it's really got, and they've always been unathletic and terrible at base running, but they used to at least hit a shit ton of home runs to make up for it. And now they're not doing that. And that's why we are where we are. Yeah, it was, it has been a boomer bust home run team for, I mean, it's the Bronx bombers. It's what it's been for forever. 
It's what it's been since, you know, Ricky Henderson left. But this is just like not being focused, um, you know, getting again, getting thrown at like after all the Peraza shit now is boon tossed, um, you know, all the Peraza hype, Peraza comes in and he's being aggressive, but he's thrown at a third base. Wasn't that Bader? Yeah, no, I'm saying to end the inning. Oh, and now you're saying in the eighth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, like, that's yeah. the first thing after the fans have been begging for Peraza for months. The first thing he does is do his best Glaber Torres impression. <laughs> Glaber's clearly been, been mentoring him. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at Babbel.com slash BlueWire. That's 60% off at Babbel.com slash BlueWire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash BlueWire. Rules and restrictions apply. Well, one good thing, Clark Schmidt uh, apparently is actually a good pitcher. I was, nope, look, no, you don't think so? I mean, with the guy straight... The guy will string together one really good start. Everyone will be like, oh, is he a good pitcher? They'll go out and blow dick the next game. Like, I need a half a season of consistency. May, like, it took a year and a half before I gave, you know, anything to Nestor. Yeah, I'm just trying to be accountable because I declare that he was not a major league starter and he has a 2.83 since May 15th. That's like two months. Pretty good. It's fifth best in baseball. Like, he has been good. Since he was, I mean, he was horrendous the first six weeks, but he's actually been pretty good since then. I'm just trying to give him his props. I get it. I get it. I, I understand. I mean, baseball is full of these, like, just like, hey, this guy is the fifth best guy at doing this since an obscure date that I picked. 
<laughs> That's true. Oh, yeah. Double play for Volpe. <laughs> oh, man. Only the Yankees can start with a runner on second base automatically and end the inning with nobody on. Like, that's hard to do. Yeah, it fucking is. <laughs> I mean, it walked off on a nice Sunday in Denver. It's only like four o'clock there. They probably they still get to have a great evening. There's like a nice like brewery beer garden right outside. Yeah, it's a beautiful atmosphere. Must be uh, nice. Yeah, I mean, their team sucks. Like the games don't matter after opening day. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just think, like, it's great that he's had, like, a couple of, like, really good starts mixed in there. We've needed them, obviously, at times. Like, when you go out there and it's it has been this team for since, like, 2018. When the starting's really good, there's no offense. When the offense maybe, like, finds a way to, like, fumble fuck themselves into having some runs, the bullpen's going to blow it. And whether it's Tommy Canley or Araldis Chapman, like, and then when the pitching absolutely sucks, then like the offense, then Glaber hit a big home run. Yeah. yeah. yeah down six, nothing. <laughs> exactly. So, and it's just been what this team has been since, like I said, like 2018. Yeah, it, it has at least in like 2018, even 2020, some of the shitty years they have, at least they beat the fucking Rockies and the Royals like they'd at least win those games. And now and now we're losing to those teams, dude. And and again, we we talked about this last week, how there there's that stretch where it's like, I don't know, it's like Rays, Astros, Braves all in a row. Like it is a gauntlet. There's a chance they fall under 500. I mean, if they lose today, they'll be five over. They're, they're they're really creeping towards if, 500. If we lose this game, we're in last place. We're yeah, tied we were in last, last place. place on we were in last place on Saturday morning after we yeah. lost Friday. Yeah, so it's just like heading to Los Angeles to you know play the Angels, who are below 500, but they're a third place team. And you can't you can't you you can't pencil in wins against anybody, even with Trout out. I mean, they should. You would think that we'd be able to take two out of three. I mean, they're without Trout, but I, I can't pencil in any wins. For this well, this team is at this point. This is what happens. This is this is how it goes. We win two out of three with the Angels. We win two out of three with the Rockies. And it's like, well, you win you're out of uh, at the Royals. Who knows what happens today? If let's say we get out of this somehow with a win, all of a sudden it's like, oh well, you know, we have done you know three series in a row, and then you and then we've got the Subway Series, and then we go to Baltimore, and then we go to Tampa. So, like, this next week is set up to give us so much false hope to just get fisted. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that Baltimore series is going to be ugly. You know they're only a game behind the race? Yeah. The Orioles are 57 and 35. Yeah, I didn't realize that until I pulled up the standings the other day. They might they might get the one seed. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a, a very different time on the 29th than I'm used to. Yeah, man, it's going to be you're probably not going to get Cole. He'll probably get that. Um, so that that's going to be tough. Nestor won't be back, but he's he, Nestor's throwing. He's, they moved him to the 60 day. So that's that's always good. Well, the good thing is he's only going to miss two starts, <laughs> two, two starts, two months. It's all it's all it's all hearsay. Yeah, no, that's going to be ugly. I'm trying to figure out if I want to go on on uh, on Friday night because I was like, oh, it's the Royals. But like, you really can't. But this is where I'm at. Like, no matter how bad they're playing, this is the only time where we can go to Yankee Stadium. Like, whether they're 
playing poorly or not, you know, this ends in October, November or whatever. So it's like, do I do I want to get my time in, even though I know they're probably going to lose? It's a tough conundrum. It is like, you know, and then it's well, like, well, what am I going there for is the thing I often run into. Is I'm just like, what am I? What am I going for? I'm going to watch them probably lose. I'm driving up and back. I'm not drinking. I'm not hanging out. I'm not doing like the whole atmosphere. I don't get there early enough um, to, you know, have the false like hope that it's going to be a good day by like ha- hanging out in Billy's. Yeah, but I do, <laughs> you know, I do very much want to find, you know, uh, another like a time to go up there. The same way I'm doing with Baltimore, where it's like I'm going to I'm going to party and watch and build it into build it into a weekend, not not just up and back. Yeah, yeah like building your night. Like in if that August like Red Sox game on the 19th was a Saturday night instead of a one o'clock game, and who knows, maybe Fox will you know flex it out to a, a night game for the battle of last place. <laughs> you know what's weird? They're playing Houston four game series. The Saturday game isn't the Fox game and the Sunday game isn't the ESPN game. Isn't that strange? Like I mean, none of those games are nationally televised. It's uh, you've got a, a fourth place team playing a second place team and they just happen to wear the same jerseys of guys who cheated <laughs> six, six years ago. I know, but you'd figure you'd figure that one of those going into the season. I think it's one. I think it's one of the most overhyped rivalries in sports. Oh no, it it definitely is. It, it okay. stopped being cool. Like I, I don't know. I stopped getting fired up about the Astros probably last year. Like after twenty one, when I realized they were just way better than us. Yeah, and like, and we still have to play them seven times this year. Yeah, and uh, all right, we're there. We're there Labor Day. Um, yeah, in Houston, I believe. So the let's so the schedule for next year came out. You know, it's funny. The NFL has like an entire schedule release like show. It's like an all day program and base for baseball. They just the teams just randomly tweet out their schedules a well, year in advance. They like randomly tweeted out with like no advance notice that, hey, this is coming today. And then it's just like, hey, the schedule. Here's the opening day. Here's the whole opening day schedule. And then if you go to like the Yankee schedule on their website, they'll have like six away series up. And that's just because the people who do like the Cardinals website Uh, already put them in. And so it's just like, how come it's not released at the same time? Like, I don't want to show because I don't need the fucking like the NFL does. Everything's got to be on TV. Yeah. yeah. Like, tell me when it's going to be like what day. And then just like have it officially come. I don't want to have to like search for Brian Hoke. Wait, so I just saw a walk, and then they just said Chris Bryant called out on strike. So we we have two outs here. Uh, you're a pitch ahead of me. Okay. All right. <laughs> Again, great. No, I'm with you. A couple of um, couple of call outs from the from the schedule. So not a ton of great opportunities for road trips. I thought you tweeted about the San Diego series. They are going to Wrigley in September and San Francisco. But I, I mean, the Philly, the Philly series being Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday is tough. Like you want that on a weekend. But like at the same time, the Phillies were in the world series last year. We've been in the world series since 2009. Like there is a little bit of like, not, not everybody can have the Yankees on a weekend. Yes. And so when you look at it and you go, all right, well, the last time they were there, it was, it was on a weekend. You're looking at a, a bottom of the barrel team. 
versus a team that, you know, the NL champions, it's going to end up being Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday a lot of times. Because last time it was also only a two-game series. We didn't have the Friday. It was just Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, yeah, no, I don't, I don't, that, that series sucks so bad. <laughs> well, yeah. Are you going to go to all three, you think? Like, will you hotel it or you'll just go back and forth? Is it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday? I'll probably just go back and forth. For all three? Yeah. I mean, it's only, it's a 25-minute drive. Gotcha. Yeah, no, that's fair. Wow, you're so, you're really close to, you're closer li- than me. It's not as appealing for me as it is for you. I, I live the same, dis- the way I put, I always put it to people who've been to, like, where I live in Fishtown is I live the same distance from the airport, just on the other direction. Interesting. Okay. Like, it doesn't take me long. So, things that I wish were a weekend, I wish the Arizona series was a weekend. I've wanted to go to that stadium for uh, for a while. Yeah. So, uh, but, like, yeah, going to the Guardians, don't care. Going to the Brewers, like, Milwaukee's a fun city if you're, like, especially if you want to drink. Um. If you have like a summer wedding next year and you want a bachelor party, like Milwaukee would be. So what is it? Is I know Miller lights there, but like what makes it a cool town? Like, I don't know anything about Milwaukee. Like, you know, if you go to the doctor here and they say, how much do you drink? You say, oh, I don't drink. That means you don't drink in Milwaukee. If you go to the doctor and say, I don't drink, that means a six pack a day. (laughs) Like and everything's cheap because it's the the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, I have a buddy who had a bachelor party there, and everyone was just shocked at like how cheap everything was. It's a different city. It's Midwest nice, so you know I, I think it'd probably be cool to check out. I don't think that it's going to be in the plans for me. Um, but yeah, San Diego Memorial Day weekend. It was maybe like 2016 or so. We played them like Fourth of July weekend. I was supposed to go, made it onto the plane twice, but never made it to San Diego. Damn. Um, so that'd be a cool one. I don't think it's going to be in the cards for me. Not at this age. No. And for mul- multiple reasons. One, one, we both have kids. But two, like if I go to a game at Yankee Stadium for one night and they lose, my night is ruined. And then the next day is over. If I go and travel across the country and plan a vacation and, and the Yankees lose, it's like a whole vacation's ruined and you're out thousands of dollars. Like to me, it's almost like the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Just, I'm also kind of a homebody. Yeah, I'm also just kind of uh, like I've spent my entire life. I went to Delaware. Like I've never really I'm not a big traveler. It's not as yeah. appealing to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not dying to get on a plane to go see them somewhere. See the Yankees lose. And, and also, dude, I don't know if it's just because I've gone to so many games in Philly, but like I'm kind of over the hostile road crowd and like having a target on my back and having to watch what I say. I just like I just like Yankee Stadium. I like Yankee Stadium too. Um, <laughs> I just, you know, I like to try to get to other places no, when I got possible. You. Will you go uh, anywhere next year? Like Wrigley? You already did Wrigley, right? I've done Wrigley. Um, you know, I always look at, um, like, I have a client in Toronto, so like, I'm just like, yeah, we should have a meeting on September 20th. Like, so <laughs> I always kind of look at stuff like that. Right. Um, you know, like when the opportunity comes up, um, like. You know, I uh, I just got a, a customer that's in Minneapolis, so it's like I don't know, is there a like a weekday twin series that I could go check out? Maybe like I, I try to work those in because it's just it's tough to like I'll do July thirteenth. I will be in, you know, I will be in Baltimore. I'll oh, next year, year, next year, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just yeah, my kids aren't at an age where like it'd be fun to bring them, and. Yeah. 
if I'm going to and now I'm at the point where if I'm going to go away for a weekend, like a full weekend, get a sitter, or even do like what it would take to go to San Diego. That's like a three or four day. You know, you fly yeah. out Thursday, maybe you fly back Monday. If I'm going to do that, I'm going to take my wife to some like resort where we can have like our own private pool and I could try to get her to wear a skimpy bathing suit. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that's just where I'm at in life of how I'm going to use that time. God damn it. This is going to go to a fucking 11th inning. Hey, we, I'm stunned we got out of that. So I thought that game was going to end. I thought they were going to bunt and we were going to like throw the ball into the crowd. And that's how they were going to score the the walk off. I'm really surprised they got out of that. Yeah, I'm surprised. Glaber made a basket catch over his shoulder. It's such a different podcast doing it in the middle of a game. Like like my mood come like when I was mentally preparing for this, I'm like, all right, we took two out of three because we were up three one. And I and then with that grand slam, everything changed. And now I don't really know how to. How to attack this. This is more very it's like improv. Listen, I think the uh, yeah, yes. end. so I think that the. My whole just regard, we win this game, we lose this game. Like if we lose this game, it's fucking really bad. But if we win this game, like things are still not good because also like now we're using extra pitchers where it takes an extra like day if we want to send someone down, like right. they've got to make a decision now if they're calling someone up because that person has to, you know, get to Anaheim. It's not as easy. Like this is a waste of resources, like what they're doing right now. Oh, it is. And this is something you seem to understand more than me. So you mentioned, oh, why can't Peraza get on a, a private flight? So what, what you're telling me is so Donaldson comes up limping last night, you know, at eight o'clock or whatever, nine o'clock our time. So you're so you're saying at that point, the Yankees are just going on Google flights and like trying to find a flight from JFK to Denver. Is that what they're and then they're just booking a flight for Peraza like I would. I imagine that, yes, in that scenario, they are last night telling Peraza, hey, you're coming up where you get you on a flight in the first thing in the morning, whatever we can get. And then they look at from Scranton, they probably look at Philly, Newark. JFK, LaGuardia, what is the first flight that has a first class seat? Um, All right. So they're not making him fly coach at least. No, 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 no. Okay. No, he flies first class because there are also times like. So you, you don't um, I forgot, like you don't really travel a lot for games. So let's say you go to Chicago. The Yankees are playing because this actually happened. Mm-hmm. The Yankees are playing the Cubs at Wrigley, right? Yep. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You fly out there Thursday, you catch a Friday game, catch a Saturday game. You got to fly home on Sunday. You're not going to that game, whatever. You go to the airport, Masahiro Tanaka, just there in the airport waiting to board a flight to wherever it was they were going next because they fly the, the first pitcher ahead. So, like, whoever's starting tomorrow – oh, well, because that was they were coming back to New York. So I see what you're going saying, to L.A., um, it probably won't be as Severino's much, but, Monday. Yeah, so he, he's probably with the team because okay. they're fly. You know, it's it's a night game. But like, let's say they were coming from Anaheim instead of having an off day on Thursday, and let's say it was a four game series with the Royals. On during the day, someone would fly back on a on a first class like ticket. Oh, okay. But when they all fly together as a team, they're on a private they're on a private plane. Yeah, it's chartered. They use yeah. uh, they're a Delta company. So okay. 
Um, all the seats are first class seats. So there's less seats on the plane. They're all first class. There's like a, a dining area kind of like there are some where it's like ta- almost like a booth, you know, because guys want to play cards or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then and it's kind of similar to like when you board a plane and like the left is first class and the right is coach, except yeah. it's like the left is the coaches. Right is like the rest of the, oh. the you know, it's the players. They have times when family can come. They have times when they can't. There was an article, I think, earlier this year. May It may have been last year, but I think it was earlier this year. The Yankees are the only team that does not provide free Wi-Fi. <laughs> the players have to literally take out their wallet. Or if they have, um, I think, like, maybe it was Jordan Montgomery had talked about it. And, like, because after he got traded and was just like, yeah, like, I saw, you know, I'm a Delta Platinum, you know, whatever. So I now get the, um, you know, so I get the Wi-Fi for free. <laughs> and I remember the pl- uh, players can't get it. Coaches can expense it. They have to like fill out an expense report. I'm seeing in play runs. What a run. We scored a run. Six, five Yankees. Oswaldo Cabrera singles on a ground ball to right fielder. Chris Bryant, Anthony Volpe scores. That is straight from MLB game day. Yeah. Word for word. Wow. Woo. All right. Have you thought throughout the series like Chris Bryant, what are you doing? What happened to him? He just like kind of disappeared. Do you remember when he came up and he was the golden boy, like won a World Series his second year? He's got the blue eyes like he's going to be the face. His of eyes baseball. are so fucking dreamy. They are. They are. He was supposed to be the face of the baseball. And I, I literally forgot about him. <laughs> well, I think like he put I mean, he hit 306 last year. He's having a down year this year. Um, he's also like, he missed a lot of games. He only played 42 games last year. He's only played 60 so far this year. So I, I guess he's battled some injury stuff. Um, but like he's there on, through till 2029. Yeah. They gave him a seven year deal. I guess 28, 27 million a year. You might as well. Let's talk about his buddy. I wanted to, I actually did write this down. So Rizzo still. Has not homered since May 20th. He's down to 254 with a 740 OPS. And I think the hard part for me is I'm I was looking up some stats and looking what Matt Olson has 30 home runs already, and Freddie Freeman is hitting like 320 or something with 18 home runs, and they're both you know they're both MVP candidates. And Rizzo's a good guy and and had a good year last year, but it's like man, when you look at how bad Rizzo's slumping, and then you look at what those other grade a options are doing when we took the B options, it makes it a little bit harder to swallow. Yeah. And you know, listen, I was all for bringing Rizzo back, but it's, you know, one of those things where we had to bring him back because we weren't going to commit to one of the, you know, the prime choice first baseman. So we're stuck in this position where we are trying to find the best of the next round. And that is where once, if you say, Go out and find the best of the best players and identify them. Brian Cashman can do that. Once you have to go to tier two and like sorting those out, it just it it is always the wrong decision. He always picks the wrong guy. (laughs) He really does. And I obviously I wanted Rizzo back this year, but after 21, when Freddie Freeman was a free agent, like I really wanted Freddie Freeman. Yeah, just. He's an MVP, just won the World Series with the Braves. Like, it seemed really obvious, his swing. Uh, we got an injury delay. Uh, Cabrera's still second. I don't 
Noah's going. Is he injured now? I would assume it's a Rockies pitcher. But again, I'm just watching on game day. I don't know. Boone's coming out. So that's not good. Cabrera probably like strained a hamstring stealing, I would think. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You just can't have joy for more than four <laughs> seconds with this fucking team. It's it's been uh it's been tough. Well, Judge took BP on the field two days in a row, says he felt something, but it wasn't pain. I think that's just the typical judge, like doesn't want to technically say he felt pain, but he, he likes to just throw that in there that he's dealing with something. Yeah, I'd seen the headline with like something of like everything felt right or like as expected. And it's just like, what does that mean? You you it's so vague. Because like if everything feels right, guess what? Tick tock, like it looks like Cabrera's staying in. Like tick tock, like the clock's ticking. We're running out of games. He also said it's not healed and it is what it is. So I, I'm not really sure what's going on. I, I do I have seen a lot of like Oh, he's going to be compromised when he gets back. He's not going to be the same. And and I'm not buying is. into I'm not buying into that because in 2018, when he broke his wrist, everyone said, oh, he's not going to be able to swing when he comes back. 2019, he strained his oblique and everyone said he's not going to be able to pull the ball when he came back. And he's two for two in kind of beating that. That's why I'm staying optimistic that this toe is not going to affect him too much. I mean, I think if the toe wasn't going to affect him, like. He'd be he'd be playing because like think about the times that you're talking about though you're talking about four years ago, five mm-hmm. years ago. Yeah, he's in his thirties now. He's not a spry young man. He's got years now under him, and we're talking about the walking Stanton. Nice. Um, you know, to a certain extent, we're talking about two hundred and eighty pounds. All are like kind of on this toe. To a certain extent at times. So uh, my biggest fear is that we are going to have a DJ like situation like we had last year. Yeah, no, you, you might end up being right. But I'm just telling you, I remember very vividly, like with the wrist, people being like, he's not going to be able to, to turn those hands over. He's not going to he's going to it's going to be too painful to swing like he's never going to be the same. And he was fine. So I'm going to keep some look. That's the only data we have is his past injury. So I'm going to keep the faith. That it's not going to affect him. What you're saying makes sense. He's a big guy and he has to land on the toe to swing. Like, I, I get what you're saying. I'm just going to stay optimistic. We have in-play runs. Oswald, Oswald Peraza singles on a sharp line drive to center fielder Harold Castro. Oswaldo Cabrera scores in 7-5 Yankees. Nice. Nice. Right. Yeah, there we yeah. go. We're back, baby. Yeah, let the kids play. Probably winning the World Series. Don't even need Judge. Um, what a weird game. Yeah, no, like... I hope the judge can come back and it's going to be a, you know, he just gets right back in the groove of things. I think we should all, and I think you hinted towards this last week. Like if it get, if he comes back and it gets to mid September and it's like, you know, we are on the outside looking in, like, when do you, you know, like you got to start looking at surgery. A hundred percent. If it, if it gets bad, if they get, I think at any point, if they fall under 500, and the Mets are dealing with the same thing with Edwin Diaz. Like he's saying, "Oh, I'm I'm ready to come back early," and they're like, "Well, dude, we're we're 11 games out. You know, take take your time. Like it's not worth it. We we could find ourselves in a similar spot." Yeah, and I think like you know around the Boone stuff, around the Judge stuff, also like Aaron, get your fucking family in order. Because did you hear about Brett Boone? Just gave an interview. Like, yeah, no, he'll be back right after the break. Like and I'm not getting this from my brother. Of, yeah. 
was kind of, and then a day later he was on the field taking BP. It that's like not Brett bad. Was, that's not bad. Yeah, but he was kind of onto something. He was the first person to say it. Did he, did he, he say he, right after, or he just he said, said right after? He said oh, okay. right after. Gotcha. So that would in when the way it was phrased, he's back this week, not this series that we're in right now, but like he is suiting up Friday against Kansas City at home. There's a small part of me that's there's like a 10 percent of me that's thinking maybe that's a possibility that the Kansas City series if he's already taking BP on the field. So if know. he's if he's with the team, they said so Boone was asked about that and he was like, that's not true. Like, I, I'm not giving you anything. He said it, he was asked, will he be back in July? He said it's a possibility. Could could not. Don't say that. I said it. Don't say that I didn't say it like playing these fucking games. Um. And then, you know, but they said, like, he's got, you know, he took batting practice. He's got to take more batting practice. Do He's got to run more on the field. He's got to run the bases. He's got to face live, like, more live batting practice, like live pitching. And he's got to do a rehab stint. They said he's got to play rehab games. Meredith did say that Meredith also said that he's probably going to DH a lot and anything Meredith says obviously comes directly from Cashman. Yeah, I think we know that. So, but what I would do is I would almost bring him back like a bench player. Like he comes back and he, you almost treat him like a Franchi Cordero. Like maybe you DH him every couple of days, get his feet wet. Uh, I mean, we've talked about this. I'm very anti rehab game and just that I think it's a waste. I would just bring it like you start, you DH him Friday against the Royals two days off. I'd rather DH him every third day in the majors and kind of waste a roster spot as opposed to having him play in fucking Scranton. I mean, because that's a ramp up too. like what I'm suggesting is, is a ramp is a different kind of ramp up. It is a ramp up, but like he's not. I, I guess like given the other options, I see where you're coming from. I understand why, like maybe they wouldn't. I think when you also start looking at things like. If, if he's going to do some rehab games, like where is he going to do them? All right. Because if it's not this week, this week, Scranton's home. They put the in AAA, they play these like weird series where they're they play Worcester, Worcester, whatever, Tuesday through Sunday, all at home. But then the next week leading up to that Baltimore series, they're in Buffalo. So I don't think you're going to send him. To Buffalo, like on the road, road rehab games away, away, you know, so then is he just going to do like the same situation this way? I guess it's in across the minor leagues. They're in Somerset is in Hartford all this week and then next week they're home. So do they have like judge just have a couple of. Because I do think if let's say it's not this week, it's next week that Judge is, you know, ready to rehab. Throw him in two double A games, be like, you know what? We didn't want to send him to Buffalo, so let's just have him. That, I think that gets him back faster if he's ready yeah. to go. Yeah, Somerset in, and then activating him for the Baltimore series. Yeah. Probably probably makes the most sense for sure. It, it, it's wild, though. Just mentioning Baltimore. I can't get over Baltimore. Like, we're at the point where second place is out of reach. It's like the best we can do now is, is third. If you look at what are the Orioles seven games up on us and they're in second. Yeah. I mean, we are, we're realistic. Like we're playing, we're fighting for a playoff spot. Yeah. There, there'll be six games up on us if we win this one. 
The only really or no, path, seven. There'll be seven. Yeah. The only path to a deep run is we get the six seed. We get to play the central winner who it's the guardians or the twins or whoever beat them. And then they maybe get off and running Uh oh, in play runs for the Rockies. Homer's tie game. <laughs> I'm not doing this through the end of this game. I'm yeah, not. No, no. This is really, uh, <laughs> this is really the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Like this is it's pretty bad. It was three one when we got on. Well, we got on. We had said like, "Hey, we're wrapping up the eighth inning. Let's do the ninth inning on here." And then while I was moving from my living room to my office and turning it on, we hit the grand slam. That's why I switched broadcasts. I was like, "You know what? Give me the option. I'll go Rockies. Hear their hearts break." Nope. Yeah, it, it was the transition. It was during the transition. Uh, yeah. Wow, what a weird. What a weird game. All right. Now we got one out. Did it, I'm trying to see. I know we're not going to stay until the end of the game. I wanted to just wrap. Oh, one other thing I wrote down here. So Higgy is the new starting catcher. Have you kind of caught on to that? I have. I have. Yeah. So, like, we have no catcher. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's just. Like, we know Higgy's not an everyday major league catcher. Trevino, we kind of caught lightning in a bottle last year. You know, gold glove, all-star. Um. But, like, yeah, there are serious, like, all right, we don't have a real third baseman. We don't have a catcher. We do not have a left fielder. We do have a shortstop. We we have three second basemen. (laughs) And we have an old first baseman. And then we have three starters. That's about right. That's about half a team. Yeah, we're about halfway there. We have nothing. There's no excitement off the bench. Like, we don't even have, like, that 26 guy who's going to go in there and steal a shit ton of bases because none of these guys know how to run the fucking bases. Well, hey, Greg Allen commenced a rehab assignment on Saturday. So Yeah, single A. Dude, single A in Tampa, they do on Sundays for $30. It's, like, all you can eat, possibly all you can drink also brunch. Like they have a one o'clock if it's like a one o'clock game, it's before the game and you can go take batting practice on the field. What? That's sick. Yeah. If it wasn't in Florida, I'd think about it. The minor league deals that they have are like insane. Some of the promotions that they do, the food, the prices, the the, all you can drink. Yeah, I used to I, I did a year in Florida in 2000 2003 and 2004 and like the spring of 2004 i went to so many minor league games because it was just always every night there was something within 15 minutes that was like 50 cent beer night yeah it's 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 insane what they do uh but it's weird because trevino last year it's hard to remember he was an all-star he was like the best offensive he was a gold glover it was like we got our guy is it was the was the vibe and now higgy hitting 308 in his last 26 games, um, and Trevino is, is, and this is kind of what Trevino was supposed to be, if you remember when they when they got him. Like he was never supposed to be an offensive force by any. He was supposed to be a great a great framing catcher, great defensively, and like good head on his shoulders. Uh, Higgy would add some pop. Higgy's just really supposed to be like Cole's starter or his catcher, and the occasional bomb. Yeah. Um. But, oh, this is going to go to the 12th and then like Ben Verant or whatever his name is. He's hitting. Th- and again, another guy. Why he's hitting 298 in triple A. They just don't know how to manage. 
any of this shit. Austin Wells is going to fucking turn 30. He'll still be, you know, he'll still be in, in AAA. It's, yeah, I uh, thought he was going to become the hitting coach. I thought he had a better <laughs> shot at that. Well, the idea here, guys, was that this game, we were supposed to be able to react to the end of a series. Uh, we, we got on here in the ninth inning. The Yankees have not cooperated. So the reason we don't have a definitive stamp on the weekend is because the Yankees are still fucking around and we're unable to put Colorado away. So blame them for us not recording this in time for the, the final result, not us. Yeah, and I'm putting in like my order for pizza. So it's <laughs> going to be ready soon. So I'm going to have to go pick it up in Mullica Hill. <laughs> So there's not really like my hands are pretty tied here. <laughs> oh, God. Very, very irritating. Well, I'm probably still going to go Friday because I'm a masochist and a psycho. And you're still going to go to Baltimore because you need to go drink and and have a good time and have something to look forward to. I am going to go to Jimmy's Famous sa- Seafood for the first time. Really? They're always their Twitter is like. It's like a monumental Twitter account. They're roasting people, man. Be careful. They roast people. They're fun. Um, RDT has a good relationship there. The guy, John, who owns it, is a big, like, dog guy. Okay. Um, so, like, he was in – like, my dog was in a, like, dog calendar, like, after I saved her. He was in it, like, the year before. They're big, like – they do a lot of community stuff. Uh, and they're also, like, huge in the professional wrestling space. Like, if there is a show in Baltimore that night, Jimmy's Famous Seafood is going to be full of every, like, WWE person. Interesting. So you're going to go – well, you'll go brunch there Saturday? Yeah, so I think I'll probably do, like, a 1 o'clock brunch. And then – because it's only – it's, like, not super close. Like, I'll go drop off my car, get an Uber. It's, like, a 10, 15-minute Uber kind of away from the stadium. Go have brunch. Maybe get dropped off at another bar and then uh, then head over to probably Pickles. Provide like last year they didn't have air conditioning at Pickles. It was a billion degrees. Oh like, yeah, it was ninety nine. I remember. I'm hoping for a better scenario, but <laughs> like I've got another week to be angry about this team before uh, before that all comes into play. You gonna I mean, get the special seats again? Oh uh, no, they, they, he's not governor anymore. Ah damn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I'm uh. Yeah, no, I'll probably just be standing in left field or in center field, like at the bar in center field. So you'll it, buy like just standing room. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to see like what RDT can get hooked up. Like it, it was always a lot easier to get hooked up with stuff when that team when they stunk. Right. It, it, it is. I haven't been able to process the fact that like the Orioles are good now. It's weird when I look at the standings. Like I have a friend who's an Orioles fan and it's, it's weird that I like, can't talk shit to him anymore. It's very uh, I haven't adjusted yet. Like, sure, this is now that you've like mentioned it, this is the first time that I've even thought to like, oh, I have to kind of look at tickets, you know? Yeah. Like, it's normally just like, yeah, I'll just grab something for 12 bucks, you know, like on the street if I need to. Yeah. Or like, as it gets close, you know, I normally don't buy tickets in advance. Something comes through, someone hooks me up, I'm in a suite, whatever. Cheapest ticket on StubHub, $36. And that's before fees. Yeah, no, I went Easter weekend. It was, I think it was the second series of the year. Um, we were in Camden Yards, and I think it was like 75 or 80 bucks. It was lower level, but it was in the outfield. Yeah, it was like 80, 80 dollars. And obviously, they jack up, e- even though they're good now. They still raise prices for the Yankees. Every team does the dynamic pricing thing. We do that. Yeah, I mean, this is just like the resale market. Like, just those, you know, if you just want to sit in the outfield, like center field, it's gonna cost you like 100 bucks. 
while we're talking about tickets, and I know you have to get your pizza, the Yankee, generally what I've been Oh, no, no, dude. I got double fucked. We decided we were going to get pizza. I thought I had everything loaded up to hit. Turns out this is such a South Jersey thing. These fucking restaurants shut down for like a week randomly to be like, it's our annual family vacation. Don't have the whole family work there. Get some other people and make me my pizza. Oh, we got walked off. Alan Trejo homers on a fly ball to left. Yeah, we fucking did. Yeah, we fucking did. Yeah, we fucking did. This team sucks. You can follow Nick on Twitter at NKirbyNY. You follow me at JJ from the Bronx. I'll be fucking hanging myself on there. (laughs) Follow the show at George's Box Pod. This team sucks. This organization sucks. Brian Cashman sucks. Hal Steinberger sucks. There's no parade. I'll never see you there. I'm never going to a parade again. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.